Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another edition of the Idaho State Journal Sports Podcast. I'm Andrew Houghton, sports reporter at the Idaho State Journal. With me, as always, is our sports editor, Madison Guernsey. Uh, We are doing, once again, a high school football podcast because, Madison, it is high school football championship this week. We have two local teams playing in high school football state championships this week. We're blowing out the coverage for it. Uh, we've got a we've got a guest later on in the podcast for you who'll help preview uh, this week's games. For right now, it's just me and Madison. Uh, Madison, I mean, how how fired up are you right now? I'm excited. Crazy that football season's over after this week. This is our last high school football podcast of the decade. Act, in fact, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Crazy. It, it's it's gone by quick. Been a a pretty good year for our our, our local teams. Um, awesome that we have two of them playing this weekend for state championships. And I'll get in, more into this later. But two, you know, two kind of historically uh, really good programs that are have kind of found their way back back to the top. So that's uh, sort of a, a cool storyline. Yeah. So uh, what's the agenda here, Madison? I'm going to ask you to to kind of preview these games. Madison is our high school football guru. He's the guy who's been primarily covering it most of the season he's been to a lot of these games um you know if you've listened to our previous podcast these playoffs he's been great with the analysis uh maybe a couple bigger picture questions and then we're having brandon walton on later yeah brandon walton uh does a great job covering prep sports for the idaho press newspaper in nampa um we get into both the 4a state championship game between blackfoot and cuna and the 2a state championship game between mccall donnelly and westside Later on, he gives us uh, some pretty good analysis and insight on the two District 3 teams that uh, our local squads are playing on Saturday. Yeah, I'm excited for that because we don't get to see these teams ever. Yeah. You know, we we haven't seen Kuna play this year. We haven't seen McCall Donnelly play this year. Um, unless did we, we didn't see McCall Donnelly play Bear Lake, did we? No. Okay, no. we missed that game. No, they did not play. Ah. Uh. Who'd they beat in the playoffs? Malad in the first Malad round. Malad in the first round. Yeah. Did we go to that game? That was in McCall, so no. Oh, okay. Definitely not, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> they have played one of our local teams. It was not the one that I thought it was. But, uh, yeah, but so I'm excited for, for Brandon's thoughts. Madison, I want to just get your thoughts on these games. I mean, these are two, as you would sort of expect from, from state championship games, sort of two two pretty decent matchups. But I'm curious as, as to what you think of sort of – the complexities of these matchups, you know how these teams match up. Um, so let's start in in four A, where Blackfoot is uh, is going across the state to take on Kuna. Well, they're actually playing here, but Kuna. Whoops, they're playing yeah. at Holt. At Holt Arena, yeah. Sa- yeah Saturday. Sorry, it's okay. Saturday, <laughs> six p.m. at Holt Arena. Um, undefeated and number one ranked Kuna at twelve and zero, coming across the state to face Black uh, one loss Blackfoot team. Um, and this is, I mean, very interesting matchup. Um, Kuna comes in leading 4A and scoring at 44.5 points per game. Um, they've scored 40 or more points eight times. They've gone over 54 times. They scored 70 points last week in their state semifinal win over Middleton. So their offensive firepower is evident, and you don't need a whole lot of stats and analysis to understand that. Um, and me and Brandon will get we'll kind of break down there the – the nuts and bolts and the stats of their offense later, but certainly going to be a challenge for Blackfoot. Blackfoot does have the edge defensively, though, um, and they've been very good on defense. I mean, they haven't allowed more than 20 points in a game since week two of the season against Star Valley, Wyoming. Um, that's a Wyoming team that's won, I believe, 20 games in a row, and they're playing for their state championship this weekend as well. So obviously a very 
respectable loss. It's the only loss on Blackfoot's ledger up to this point. I've not lost to an Idaho team. Um, I thought it was interesting. You know, we we sat here in the office and watched Blackfoot's semifinal game against Nampa last week, and Blackfoot's offensive game plan was pretty straightforward. I mean, they ran the ball a lot, and they ran the ball well. They mixed it up with a, a few passes, but really it was, you know, run the ball for five, six, seven, eight yards at a time and uh, work the clock, and um, Nampa got its share of big plays, but just Blackfoot's ability to kind of control the tempo and the clock uh, w- with their running game um, was pretty effective. Right, and I was actually impressed with, with Blackfoot's passing game, too. I mean, sure. obviously running the ball that well sort of allows you to be two-dimensional because it opens up a lot of a lot of things. I mean, it opens up a lot of things for your quarterback and your receivers, but I thought that they, they threw the ball really effectively, uh, you know, when they needed to. I mean, they were... Mm-hmm up by multiple scores for most of that games, but they threw the ball effectively when they could. Um, so, yeah. uh, and I think we've seen Blackfoot in the playoffs as sort of, you know, their offense is sort of peaking at the right time. Yeah, and that's that, that's good you mentioned that, because, I mean, Blackfoot's defense is kind of the highlight of that team, but really their offense, as you said, has been alive lately. I mean, it, it, in the playoffs they've scored 40, 42, and 35 points all in um, – you know, pretty one-sided victories. And CUNA, if if CUNA has kind of an exposable weakness, it is on defense. I mean, they hold opponents to 19.8 points per game but give up almost 300 yards per game. Um, so we could we could definitely see uh, kind of a crazy shootout Saturday night in the Dome here. Yeah, I'm interested. The other thing with this game is this game's sort of east versus west, you know? Mm-hmm. Eastern Idaho versus one of these teams from around Boise. Um, I'm I'm sort of new around here, but how much is that a rivalry, you know, in in the state, and how's that sort of played out in at the state level in in the last couple of years? Well, that's that's interesting, and I I think people in uh, Western Idaho will say that high school football on that side of the state it is the best, and people in East Idaho will say that football on this side of state is best. And people... but it's close enough that it can be a debate, right? For yeah. sure, yeah, and at. At the 4A level, in fact, um, East Idaho teams have won the last three state titles. Hillcrest won last year and Skyline the last two years before that. So East Idaho is reign supreme at, at the 4A level, and Blackfoot, I'm sure, wants to add to that, and Kuna wants to get that title back to the West. Um, another kind of interesting um, angle, I guess, in this game is, you know, it's kind of old school versus new school, and that, that's not a great term, but Blackfoot is kind of a historically good 4A program and one of and one of those that is at, at the top of the list of teams that could win a state title at the beginning of each season, and CUNA is really not. I mean, CUNA hasn't won a state title since 1991. Um, they haven't, prior to this year, they hadn't won a, a playoff game since 2015, so this is kind of uncharted waters for them. Um and Blackfoot has a really good history. I mean, they—I I don't know the exact stats on this, but they went to like four state title games in six years, kind of in the early 2010s. So um, you know, this is this is kind of back to familiarity for Blackfoot. So that's you know, kind of just a cool uh, angle that us so-called journalists can manufacture out of, out of a game like this. For I sure, guess. and yeah. we're, we're doing our best. And yeah, Kuna's, uh is—I mean—is Kuna just in in the other sports traditionally very good? Um. That's a good question. They're, I don't really know, um, which probably means no, right? Yeah, um, you heard about them. They're also one of these schools that has bounced between 4A and 5A multiple times oh, okay. over the last few cycles, so it's like they might be really good in 4A one year, and the next year they're down in 5A. So they, their, their enrollment fluctuates so much that they, they don't really have you know, firm ground to stand on as far as 
whether their sports programs are strong in their respective uh, conferences. Yeah. Of course. Um, I mean, if you're if you're Blackfoot, I mean, we talked about court, sort of the the offense versus defense disparity. You know, what what kind of game do you want this to be if you're Blackfoot? I mean, Blackfoot, I think does does pretty well when they can when they can play from ahead. Of course, with that running game. For sure. Um, and that's a hard question to answer at this point in the season. If you asked me early on in the season, I would have said they want a low scoring, close game. Uh, but now looking at the recent scores, I mean, they they've like I said, they've scored forty, forty two. 35 in the playoffs i think they're fully capable of matching cuna blow for blow if it ends up being you know a 42 40 type game um i think and that's probably what's gonna have to be i mean when you got a team like cuna coming in averaging 44 and a half points per game it's probably not going to be you know 21 to 14 you're probably gonna have to score a lot of points so i think in order for blackfoot to win it's that's probably what it's gonna have to be all right moving on to 2a another game between two sort of uh powerhouse programs at least this year yeah uh, west side from from our side of the state, is taking on McCall Donnelly, and that one is over uh, in Boise. It, yes, in, in Eagle, which is, uh, I guess, a little bit north of Boise, I think. I've okay. actually never been to Eagle. but A Boise exurb, we say? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually don't know what exurb means, but... I, I don't know, it's like a satellite city or something, I think? Like, yeah, all right. Yeah. It's in the Boise area. Right, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you said to... Two powers this season for sure, but this one kind of parallels that storyline I was talking about in the 4A game where Westside has had a lot of success over the years. They've won some state titles recently. McCall Donnelly in the era of the Idaho High School Activities Association, which sanctions these state championships, they have not won a football state title. So also uncharted waters for them, but they've, you know, it's pretty hard to argue that they've been the best 2A team this season, they they come to the game leading two way in scoring offense and scoring defense. They I think their average margin of victory is like forty one points. Like it's unbelievable. Right. Um, they've just dominated everybody. But um, West Side's really good too, and uh, sort of maybe a, a surprising season given given what they lost. They lost seven seniors that made all state last year, and they haven't really missed a beat. I mean, they've their only loss was seven to six against Snake River, who was a three A state semifinalist, and they've kind of rolled everybody ever since. So. Um, kind of a young, maybe a little bit inexperienced West Side team going up against a McCall Donnelly squad that brings almost everybody back from last year, including three All-State players. So, um, yeah, very intriguing matchup. Right, I mean, the argument against McCall Donnelly's stats, sort of putting them as the, the number one team in 2A, is that, well, West Side's ranked number one in, in 2A. They do have... The they're, num- the, they're the number one seed. N- number one RPI, correct. Right. I think McCall Donnelly is number... I want to say they're number two. Um, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, they're the number two or number three, but I think they're number two. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if I think I said this last week, if you are a fan of the RPI system, you this is great for you, right? He, well, it's good for you if Westside wins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then you. Yeah. But either way, you have the top two RPI teams playing for a state title. Which, if you like to watch the best teams at the end of the season, that, that's exactly what you got. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting the other point that you brought up. I mean, Nicole Donnelly's sort of an upstart program, but they're the ones with the, the most experienced players. And, and Westside, who's sort of been there before, has, has lost a lot of people. And I'm yeah. sure they're playing some kids who, who haven't been there before, even though Westside's been successful. For for sure. Um, I talked to Westside coach Tyson Moser earlier this week. He gave some pretty good insight. I wrote um, kind of a game preview for their for Saturday's game that you can read um, online at ostatejournal.com. It was also in Wednesday, uh, Thursday's print 
addition, but he, he said, yeah, you know, we, we knew we had a really good class of sophomores and younger kids, but we just didn't know how quickly they'd learn and kind of figure it out but they did uh they have five senior offensive linemen they have a senior quarterback and a senior running back so kind of the the core of their offense is all is all seniors but a lot of the um you know the skill players and a lot of the defensive um not front seven but you know the 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 back end of the defense are a lot of younger kids um and so very impressive that they've been able to to come in and pick up exactly where they left off after losing in the semis last year. Yeah, all right. Uh, Madison, anything anything else you're looking for from that game? Um, just kind of another interesting sub-storyline. Um, McCall Donnelly is coached by a guy named Lee Leslie, who I didn't know much about until I did. Wow, great name. Yeah, I didn't know much about him until I did a little bit of research. But, um, Sounds like Lois Lane's editor. Lee Leslie, yeah. But uh, he, he coached. Bishop Kelly to a state title a few years back. He's kind of bounced around since then, actually coached one year in Hawaii before coming back to take the McCall Donnelly job. Um, and just to speak to his pedigree, I guess, McCall Donnelly was 1-7 the year before he was hired, 2-7 and seven in his first year, and they've had a winning record every season since. This is his fifth year there, I believe. So obviously, you know, two really good coaches going at it. Um, I think this one has the possibility of being a low scoring game. McCall Donnelly beat North Fremont 23 to 12 in the state semis, which was right. And North Fremont was sort of the, the third member of the two way triumvirate this year. Yeah. They were the other really good team. They were also, they're also undefeated. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's by far McCall Donnelly's closest margin, narrowest margin of victory this season. Right. It's also their most impressive win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you, you got to, you know, with the way Westside plays offense, they, they run the ball a lot. They they don't want to be in a situation where they have to throw, so it's certainly going to have to be a score like that for them to have a chance. All right. Uh, that is some solid analysis from our sports editor, Madison Guernsey, on these two state championship games. Madison, do you want to do a couple more questions here, or should we just should we just move on? Yeah, I think we can move on to uh, the sound from Brandon Walton, who uh, knows, these, knows Kuna and McCall Donnelly a little bit better than I do. Brandon will be in town covering uh, the 4A game on Saturday night. I'll be in Eagle covering the Westside and McCall Donnelly game. That one's at 1 p.m. You can follow me on Twitter for updates at mgurnsey underscore ISJ. Jeff Papworth will be at the 4A game here at Holt Arena. He's at Jeff Papworth, so we'll have lots of uh, coverage and analysis all the way around. All right, Madison, thanks for your thoughts. Uh, We'll talk again next time. All right, and at this time we welcome on a rare guest to the Idaho State Journal Sports Podcast. It's usually just Andrew and I rambling on, but uh, we're excited to welcome in Brandon Walton of the Idaho Press newspaper in Nampa. Uh, Brandon does a great job covering preps in the Treasure Valley. Uh, proud to partner with him and, and the Idaho Press as part of the Adams Publishing Group umbrella. Brandon, thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, yeah. No, thanks for having me on, Madison. I, I really appreciate it. I'm honored to be on. We're uh, happy to have Brandon on to help us um, preview the 4A state championship game between Blackfoot and CUNA and the 2A state championship game between Westside and McCall Donnelly. Brandon uh, covers CUNA and McCall Donnelly over in his neck of the woods. Uh, Brandon, let's get right into this 4A game Saturday, uh, 6 p.m., Holt Arena between Blackfoot and CUNA. Um, I guess for me, CUNA's sort of a surprise team. I mean, they, they're... They're twelve and zero, but they hadn't been 
to the playoffs since 2016, hadn't won a playoff game since 2015, and haven't won a state title since 1991. So certainly not a team you think of when you kind of look at the uh, the yearly um, leaders for winning a state title. I mean, is this is this season a surprise to everybody, or did people see this coming? Oh, no. I mean, this is a surprise to everybody. I mean, for the last couple of years, like, I've heard Tina's on a come-up, and I'm just like, I, you know, I kind of dismiss it sometimes because, you know, they, they've kind of struggled the last couple seasons. But, no, this is definitely a surprise. I mean, they were picked fifth in our uh, preseason poll, Madison. Hmm. And in the uh, state poll that you vote on, uh, they didn't get a single vote. Um, but then their, their first two games of the season, I mean, they knock off number two and number three in, in Middleton and Nampa. And then just from there, they've just kind of run roughshod over the league. And, and even still, like, I, it's still like I, I was kind of like having a hard time believing, like, is this kid team for real? Are they just on a hot start? Um, and so I, I actually kept picking against them. So I, I look like a fool now, obviously. <laughs> um, like, I thought, like, Valview would get them because they have Land Larison, one of the most dynamic players in the state. I thought BK uh, would get them because BK beat them like 12 years in a row. Mm. But then after they throttled Bishop Kelly 48-6, to uh, that's when I realized, okay, this team is something special. And that's kind of been the narrative with them all year long. Is, you know, They talk about how no one believed in them and how they've just been proving people wrong. And, you know, they, they did it again. I mean, they, they put 70 points up against Middleton. Middleton is one of the perennial powers over here. They're always in contention. So, yeah, this, this team is for real, and uh, it, it's a big surprise. But this is one of the best 4A teams I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and like you said, 70 points uh, in the state fi- state semifinals against Middleton, 70-34. to 34. Um, That's a lot of points. And Kuhn actually enters this game leading 4A and scoring offense at 445 points per game um have you seen cuna in person what are they what do they like to do offensively and what allows them to kind of score this many points on a weekly basis oh yeah no I, i've covered them uh four times four or five times so i've seen a lot of cuna this year and and really they they do it all offensively i mean it really starts with their quarterback sean austin who this is actually his first year as a starting quarterback and i could hardly tell I mean, he is really dynamic. He can throw it. He can drop a dime, and he can also uh, run the ball super well. He's really hard to bring down. Like, I've actually seen him, you know, he must be spamming the B button in Madden. You know, <laughs> just sitting around, breaking all these different tackles and just extending plays. Uh, he's just been tremendous that way. But they can also – he's got a couple great receivers. I mean, really in Tyler Brown, uh, Colton Keaton, and then, you know, last week, uh, you know – Zeke Wilson really emerged. So he's got three legit weapons, and they run the ball really well. The running game might actually be their bread and butter. Mm. Uh, they've got a two-headed monster in Ty Cobb. No, not the baseball player, although I did ask him about that. He does get that a lot. <laughs> but, but, no, he does play football. And then Jonathan Edwards, uh, those two are just uh, a really dynamic duo. So, yeah, offensively, they do it all and just – no one's been really to, no one's been able to really figure out the offense all season long. So I'm kind of curious if Blackfoot will be able to because you know, kind of doing my research and doing my story this week. I know Blackfoot has a pretty good defense. They haven't given up more than 20 points, uh, I think, since their first or second game of the season. So I'm going to be interested to see if, if Blackfoot has the answer. Yeah, and and like you said, uh, Kuna has, seems to have a pretty balanced offense. They average 260 yards passing per game, 218 yards rushing per game. So that's almost as balanced 
as you can be. Um, you mentioned Sean Austin, their quarterback, 31 touchdowns against seven interceptions. So he's clearly been pretty uh, safe with the ball and pretty efficient that way. Um, does this team have any weaknesses that can be exposed or that maybe Blackfoot can uh, take advantage of on Saturday? I think the defensive side of the ball, and I don't want to sound like I'm calling that their defense weak. Uh, their defense isn't weak by any means, um, but their defense is clearly not as good as their offense. So I feel like if Blackfoot is somehow able to stop their offense, they could give Tuna a lot of problems because I have seen this team, um, you know, kind of give up the big plays. Like they gave up a couple big plays actually to Middleton last week. Like Middleton kind of hung around in that fourth quarter before Tuna really. Uh, turned it on, and like Kuna gave up, I think about three touchdown passes that were over forty yards. So I mean, hmm. this is a defense that can give up the big play. So I would say if there is a weakness, it's their defense, probably that secondary a little bit. But I mean, they've still been pretty solid on the defensive side of the ball. So like, they're a pretty complete team. So I'm kind of nitpicking when I'm you know I'm pointing out the secondary. So. Sure, and uh, just based on their stats, uh, you're. You're probably right. I mean, they give up 290 yards per game, so almost 300 yards a game. Teams are getting against them. That's probably more than you'd you'd like to see if you're a defensive coach. Uh, But they, on average, they hold teams under 20 points per game. So, um, as you said, it seems to be a pretty well-rounded squad. Um, Certainly a team that Blackfoot will have its hands full with. uh, But, as you know, Blackfoot's sort of also on a roll and has a good defense. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that one plays out um i don't know if you're in the business of making predictions but do you think cuna gets the job done and finishes their undefeated season on saturday yeah i think so i i gotta pick them this time i picked them on my press picks for the first time i i can't i can't deny this team i can't go against this team anymore um i do think that it's going to be a competitive game i, I do think blackfoot is going to give them their toughest battle of the season for one you know blackfoot is kind of that perennial 4A power. Like, they've been here before. They know what it's like. They've won four state titles. Um, whereas CUNA, like you mentioned earlier, Madison, I mean, they haven't, they, their lone state title came in 1991. You know, I was five years old at the time. So that gives you an idea how old I am. And they haven't played in a state title game since 1998. So wow. I do think that experience with Blackfoot is going to make a tight game. But... I just think this CUNA team is just really tough, and, and they're well coached for Shin Blazer, who I'm actually doing a story on Blazer, I guess it's Blazer, uh, this week for my for my preview. So I'm going to roll with them, uh, and I, I think they're going to get the job done. All right. Brandon will be here in Pocatello. Uh covering that game again Saturday 6 p.m. at Holt Arena you can follow him on Twitter for updates at Mr. Idaho Preps that's at MR Idaho Preps we will also have uh, Jeff Papworth from the Idaho State Journal on scene giving live updates you can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Papworth so uh, we'll have updates and analysis from every angle of that game which is a really nice thing to have under this kind of uh, umbrella of Adam's publishing that we have here in Idaho um Let's move on to the two-way game Saturday at 1 p.m. at Eagle High School between Westside and McCall Donnelly, uh, a rematch of a game that took place in the quarterfinals of last year's playoffs. Westside went on to win that one. Um, but this is this is another undefeated team in McCall Donnelly facing a one-loss team in Westside and another team uh, in McCall Donnelly that just scores tons and tons of points. 
Um, what do you know about this Vandal squad and what, uh, yeah, what's, what's your take on them? Well, you know, I haven't seen the Call Donnelly uh, play yet because as we kind of talked before I jumped on, they're, they're, they're kind of this weird outlier school. Like, they're in our district, but, like, you know, McCall's like three hours away from us, so it's, it's actually not super easy for us to get to a lot of games. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen a lot, but, I mean, what I've seen on paper um, with the stats that have come, to, come in, I mean, man, this, this team has been really impressive. You mentioned they put up a lot of points, but... They, all, they also don't give up a lot of points either, right. Madison. I mean, they have actually, I'm looking at it right now, they have pitched five shutouts this season. Uh, and they've only, and the most points they've, they've given up this season is 20. Uh, so yeah. they're, very, they're very impressive on the defensive side of the ball as well. And they're super well coached too. Lee Leslie, uh, name around here, he used to actually coach over at CUNA, and then he coached uh, with the Boise Burnham when he started the Marina football team. So hmm. he's a, a coach with a lot of experience too. So it's really showing. Um, the, the call looks like a really complete team, um, which is kind of weird because going into the season, the 2A uh, Western Idaho Conference has kind of been a weak conference. It might be too strong a word, but like teams from the 2A week really haven't fared very well in the state playoffs. I mean, the East has kind of really controlled the, the 2A for so long. So I didn't really give McCall much of a chance to – to, to start the season as well, but uh, they've certainly proved me wrong. They they kind of handled North Fremont, the the number one team in the state media poll all year long. So uh, they've also made a believer out of me too. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that they're you know not only great offensively but on defensively as well. They they come to this game leading two A in both scoring offense and scoring defense, and they are winning their games by an average of forty one points. So that's unbelievable, uh, and that's kind of a true testament of how well-rounded they are um you also mentioned their coach lee leslie kind of an interesting story and an interesting path i mean i I think i saw he coached bishop kelly to a state title a few years back he spent a year coaching in hawaii a a few years ago he's kind of bounced around but it seems like he's had success uh at a lot of different places he he took over this mccall donnelly team a year after they went one and seven and then his first year they went two and seven and they've had winning records ever since so he's you know turned them around pretty quick and has them going the right direction um and you you also mentioned their game last week against north fremont mccall donnelly won that one 23 to 12 that's their by far their closest margin of victory all season um were there any other teams that really tested them as far as you know, or was that North Fremont game kind of their first first real challenge of the season? No, that North Fremont game was really their first challenge of the season. I mean, before that, it was Melba, but that score was 42-20. So, yeah. I mean, not really a lot of uh, challenge there. Uh, they, they just blitzed teams. I mean, like, they beat Declo 48-7. to There was a defending, two-time, I think, defending yeah. state champions. I mean... Uh, they put up six, 66 points against Marcin. They, they blanked in Plymouth, not a bad team, 42 nothing. And then Grangeville, also a 2A team that's had a lot of success. They beat them 40 to nothing. So, yeah, North Fremont was really their first test. And uh, really, I think that score is actually a lot closer. I believe I actually saw that game earlier. I think McCall Donnelly was up like maybe 23 nothing. I want to say. But hmm. I could be wrong, but I think the score is a lot closer than uh, well, the score makes it seem a lot closer than it actually was. 
And McCall Donnelly, uh, it sounds like they brought back a lot of key players and starters from last season's team. They had, they brought back all three of their players that made all state. So they're, they're loaded for a lack of a better term. Um, and they've, I mean, they've just, as we've talked about rolled, rolled through everybody. Um, Westside also a very good team, very well coached. And I'll get, uh, I, I spoke about them a lot earlier on the podcast, but from the McCall Donnelly side of things, Brandon, I mean, I know you haven't really seen them, but just based on what you know and kind of w- what you've heard, I mean, do you, do you expect them to um, win this one on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I'm, I'm being the homer right now picking my own team, but I am curious uh, with Westside because I know Westside, uh, I think they were number two most of the season. McCall kind of hung around in that three spot. Uh, so I am interested to see what, what Westside can kind of do uh, against McCall Donnelly uh, to see if maybe they're the team that can really push them and see if they can really get a close game. I know Westside kind of handled Melba, I think it was 40-8, to eight, correct me if I'm wrong there, Madison. That's um, correct, yeah. Uh, which, was, which was a bigger margin of victory than McCall did. You know, yeah. McCall beat them 42-20, to 20, so I don't know how telling that is. It's kind of hard to compare scores like that, but... Uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to roll with McCall just because offensively, um, no one's been really able to slow them down. And defensively, I mean, no one's going to really score against them. So I like this McCall-Donnelly uh, team a lot. Uh, they're well-coached. They're a complete team. So I think they're going to bring home a state title. That one again, 1 p.m. Saturday from Eagle High School. I will be live on the scene there. I'm going to get going to leave bright and early Saturday morning, go uh, – cover the game and drive back later that day. So it'll be a long Saturday, but I'm looking forward to covering that one. Um, you can follow me, of course, on Twitter for live updates at mgurnsey underscore ISJ. Uh, Brandon, I think we covered those pretty well. Uh, thanks again for jumping on with us, and I'm sure we'll see you Saturday. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. I hope I gave you all what you needed, man. So thanks again for having me. Absolutely.